Well, hello there. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. I'm at home today instead of at the church, so hopefully I've got a good signal and we can have a strong cast here. Strong cast. That was my nickname in high school. Uh, I'm sure it was. <laughs> no shortage of nicknames in high school. It's very true. Uh, well, then I hope your dogs bark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. My dogs seldom bark just because, but Sadie will go crazy if anybody comes in the front door, including me, just because she's a noisemaker. But I get that. Their nails uh, clicking on the kitchen floor. I get that too. Mine are due for a nail trim. Anyway. Everybody's <laughs> super interested in my dog's nails clicking on the floor. Well, you know, you never know what uh, people find fascinating nowadays. Yeah. But hey, do you want to talk about Jesus instead? Well, I sure do. I would love to talk about God's sovereignty and how he works. How are you going to transition from nails clicking on the floor? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> You made it so easy that I hadn't thought about a transition there. <laughs> handed it right to me. Yeah. Uh, but the you know the reality is with with all things when we face difficulties and we see you know hardship or persecution um, or dogs that need their nails trimmed, whatever it is. <laughs> this um, that was a stretch. <laughs> It, it was more of a joke than a transition. Uh, we have this this base knowledge that sustains us that God is always in control. And sometimes I think um, we want that as modern Christians or postmodern Christians or what today contemporary. Right. I think sometimes we want that and sometimes we don't. So people have a tendency to. Uh, to really struggle with the idea of God's sovereignty, uh, particularly in the face of suffering or evil or pandemics or persecution. Uh, we, we wrestle with the problem of pain and the problem of evil. And then we, we kind of want to shy away from God's role in these things that, as the sovereign God. And right. um, unlike us, God's not afraid of that. So, you know, when we look at it, and that's really what we'll be looking at on Sunday is this transition story at the beginning, beginning of Acts chapter 8 that transitions um, from the, the first phase, uh, you could say the second phase, but really the first phase of the church growth in Jerusalem, moving beyond outside of Jerusalem and, and the um, the testimony taking place in Judea and Samaria. And it happens through persecution. It's also a transition from the story of Stephen in uh, chapters six and seven to the story of Philip, also known as an evangelist. I'm not sure what an evangelist than Stephen. Um, generally, when we see evangelists are tied to tied to names like john or 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 luke even it's because they wrote a gospel right uh, but when we see it here it's because he's spreading the gospel he's he's doing the evangelistic work that we see from paul or that we see from a billy graham or or any number of uh, of dl moody you know those types of folks who are out preaching the gospel 
uh, to those who have not yet heard it. And so in Acts chapter 8, a big part of this transition uh, ties back to Acts 1-8 when when the disciples uh, are watching Jesus ascend to heaven or they're about to, he's there getting ready to ascend. And uh, he tells them, you know, don't leave Jerusalem. This is verse four or five. Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, um, which you've heard me speak about. Here's verse five for John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And they're like, oh, wow, awesome. This is great. Their question then in, in chapter six is now, Lord, is this finally when you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? I mean, we've been waiting for this and you've told us it's not. Uh, what we thought, it's not the kingdom that we were expecting, and, and so on and so forth. Are, is this now the time? And he says, not for, for you to know the times or dates the Father is set by his own authority. Then in verse 8, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And in this chapter, of chapter 8 of the book of Acts, we see, especially in these first eight verses, we see the transition then from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria, and then in the the latter uh, portion of the of the book, which is you know it's the last third of the story, but it's really um, you know as much as half, maybe more than half of the of the actual book of Acts. Then we see it move into the ends of the earth, uh, moving into Europe and so on uh, in the known world. And now we are in what some would call Acts 29, that the, we're writing this new chapter of Acts as uh, since that time, since the close of the New Testament gospel, even farther into unknown lands at the time uh, where there were humans, uh, but they were not known uh, to these people. And all that starts with persecution. Uh, as we look at uh, 8 verse 1, really is the uh is picking up the end of uh the Stephen story uh after Stephen was was being stoned and he displayed God's power and standing for truth and God's grace and praying for mercy uh for for those who are stoning him uh verse uh, verse 60 of chapter 7 says then he fell on his knees and cried out lord do not hold when he had said this, he fell asleep. And then Acts 8, 1 starts with, and Saul was there giving approval to his death. And we're going to see Saul become a major player uh, as this goes along. We see on that day, the day that Stephen was murdered, was was martyred here, uh, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him, but Saul began to destroy, other translations might say, to ravage, uh, to, to attack the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and put them in prison. Those who had been scattered, verse 4, uh, preached the word wherever they went. And then it goes on to talk about Philip. Uh, Philip went down to a city in Samaria, proclaimed the Christ there. So now we've gone from Jerusalem, we're out into Judea and Samaria, Philip's in a particular city, unnamed here in Samaria, and proclaimed Jesus as Messiah in that city. When the crowds heard Philip in verse 6 and saw the miraculous signs he did, so he's preaching the gospel, backing it up with attesting miracles, as we've seen throughout the book of Acts and throughout the the Gospels. 
they all paid close attention to what he said. Uh, interestingly, right. the ESV says that, that with one accord, they all listened closely. They paid close attention. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many. Many paralytics and cripples were healed. Verse 8 is really what ties it all together. You go from verse 1, on that day a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Verse 8 says, so there was great joy in that city. So God, in the midst of this persecution, as uh, as Saul and, and uh, behind the scenes here, as Satan attacks the church, tries to destroy God's work, God, in his sovereignty, is now through that, he's using that to spread the gospel. The persecution drives them out, which casts the seeds of the gospel in, in much further directions. And so um, if you ever, uh, you know, have seen a dandelion that goes to seed and gets that, that puffy head on it and, right. you know, you, you kick it over or pick it you make a make a wish and blow on it <laughs> yeah right you know we, we do that a lot those kids but kids love to do those things right. They're a lot of fun at, at school uh, kids who are 32 right or 50 uh right. or 51 51 and anyhow uh if you if you step on it or you know I, i'm out in the pasture often with my cattle and if the cows step on it you're you're crushing that plant right you right it's a, a sort of persecution if you will to that plant but what it does in effect is it spreads those seeds that would have just <laughs> sat and dropped if something hadn't carried them away but as as they're knocked from their comfortable home on the plant then the wind carries those seeds to places that that you wouldn't even imagine the same thing hmm. happens here as the church is being crushed and persecuted god is using that to distribute the seed of the gospel and it leads to while it's it you know it's a great persecution in jerusalem it leads to great joy in this samaritan city and it gives us a picture of of the surprising sovereignty of god in the midst of our suffering whatever, well i think we are oh, go, go ahead sorry well it, whatever we're going through whether we're talking about this uh persecution of the faith or something as, as uh, general as the coronavirus pandemic, th these things are not surprises to God, uh, and right. and God is sovereign even in these that might surprise. I, I was going to say I think that we often, uh, you know, this whole I, I feel like all we've been and, and rightfully so all we've been talking about you know all the time is this pandemic that's going on, but in life in general. Um, I think we often, when we go through hardships, we're like, oh, why am I, why am I here? Why am I, why is, why are you putting me through this God? Why this? Why do I need to do this? Why am I in this situation? And it's very difficult to often uh, look for the answers to that. Like, why am I, why did God put me here? Am I here for a reason? Am I in this situation for a reason? Um, and we've talked about before that, you know, the, that we have to go through these sufferings, that we have to, you know, uh, deal with these things and, and, and continue to spread the gospel because that's the picture that we've been given. And that's the picture that we need to give to others, right. but that's not always easy to do when you're going through it. So I, I think that this, uh, this particular passage is, I, I know for me personally, it's important for me to, to sink into this and, and get it because, you know, we all go through our own junk and trying to find uh, 
not only why you're going through it, but what, what the meaning, what you're supposed to do out of that, uh, I think is, is important. Yes, that's right. And, and the nature of God being God and being sovereign doesn't answer to our expectations. So sovereignty can catch us off guard because what it actually is, uh, is often very different than what our, our human limited minds expect or understand it to be. Right. Well, we are over, but uh, um, so we'll stop there for today, but we'll talk about this uh, more next week on the podcast. And uh, this is coming out today, Friday. So if you guys uh, hear this ahead of time, be sure to listen in to the sermon on Sunday morning. Uh, it will be on our Facebook page uh, as well as on the podcast here on Sunday. Uh, well, I think we can do it Sunday morning too, probably. Um, so yeah, lots of ways to listen to the message on Sunday. Uh, we've been putting it in kind of two parts here on the podcast. I thought I could get through this whole thing without my dog barking, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're putting it in two parts here on the podcast. If you guys like that format or don't like that format, let us know. Uh, I think it's a little easier kind of to break it up into sections like that, but let us know what you think. Uh, Rich, do you have anything else? for today? Yeah. If, if anybody has, has questions about this conversation that we're having today or about this sermon, please do let us know. And we'll be talking about it again mm-hmm. on Tuesday. So if you send us uh, your questions, then we can address them and talk them through. Absolutely. And even while we're doing it, if we're on the live stream on Tuesday and you've, you know, something pops up during a conversation, feel free to uh, shoot us a message on there and we'll try to get to it live. Yeah, that'll be a challenge because I don't get <laughs> see now that, you know, it's different when you're there uh, present right. physically watching, watching it, yeah. screens. Uh, but yeah, and I don't I think, I, well, I could try to watch it on my computer. But anyway, we'll figure it out. <laughs> We'll figure it out. But yeah, if you have questions, let us know. We'll get to them at some point and discuss it. So, All right, then. Rich, you take care of yourself and uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace.